Hi, I'm Brandon. And I'm Megan. And we're on a journey to improve our marriage, our family, our faith, our fitness, well, just about everything. Along the way, we might accidentally give a tiny bit of solid advice, so join us as we chat each week. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Love Podcast. Podcast. Well, hello, and welcome back, everyone. We're starting with a new episode of Fools in Love Podcast, and today we're going to be exploring the snowball effect. And really what we're going to be doing is looking at how certain small decisions you make just set you up to accomplish so much more. And now I want to bring in my lovely co-host, Megan. Hey, guys. Um, Yeah, so we wanted to tell you a little bit about our story and um, just how me making one little decision just really changed everything for us and, and really, honestly, just a matter of months at this point. Um, and kind of led us ultimately here where we're where we're at today. So I guess we'll start. Um, back in, I guess, summertime, like maybe June, uh, my mom came to me and was like, hey, if you want to come um, visit us and run the Crim, which was a 10-mile race um, up in Michigan, then I will pay for your ticket. And I was like, mm, I mean, yeah, that sounds fine. But um, there's one big problem with this. I don't run. And I can't run to the mailbox right now. And so (laughs) I was like, let me think about this for a little bit. And then, you know, like a day later, I was like, okay, I'm in. I got this. I can totally run 10 miles. And from there, I just decided I'm a runner. And I trained for that. And at the end of August, I ran a 10-mile race for the first time in my whole life. Um. And keep in mind, guys, she literally sat on the couch, much like I did. I'm a guilty party as well, but uh, we literally, it was a stretch to go for a walk through our neighborhood, even a mile, a half mile, uh, to get outside. Uh, We just found every excuse in the book for why we couldn't do it. Uh, In the summer, it's too hot. We're in North Carolina, so it is very, very hot in the summer. But then in the fall, oh, well, it might be too windy or it might be a little too cold. Uh, Just always finding the excuses for why it couldn't happen. But then when this opportunity came up, uh, Megan just completely seized it. And I watched her go out and be diligent every day training to go on this 10-mile run. And if anyone out there has run before or done any kind of exercise or really any training that isn't fitness related at all, you know that it takes a lot of work. And I think Megan can speak to that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then after that, after I completed the 10 miles, I was like, well, you know, what's next in a runner's world? Completing a half marathon. And at that point, I was like, I, I mean, it's only three more miles, but also it's three more miles like, can I really add to that? Um, and I decided I was going to go for it. And that uh, three mile, that uh, half marathon was going to be November 3rd. And so I only had a few more months to get ready for that. Um, but then but then something happened. Yeah, it was around that time where, you know, Megan had been training and I really had been sitting here watching her and, and keep in mind, still just sitting on the couch. And for me personally, I I really always had this like, 
this false belief in my mind that I couldn't run, that I couldn't do what needed to be done. And just to give a little background on that, years ago I had knee surgery. And from that point on, I was like, I I can't do it. I can't run. I can't, I, there's no way, you know, why would I even try? It's just going to hurt. I'm just going to hurt myself. And so I sat there day after day, literally watching Megan, you know, lace up her shoes, go out, go for runs when she didn't want to, you know, when her days were long. I mean, there's plenty of days where I think she did want to go out and do it, but there was plenty of other days where it would have been a lot easier not to. And I think, uh, Meg, do you want to talk to that point? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, I work full time. I'm a mother. Um, you know, getting up at 6 a.m. on a Saturday morning was not what I was interested in doing to go run five, six, 10, 12 miles. Um, but I would do it and it wasn't easy, but I knew that ultimately what I was showing my family was that if you have a goal, you can go do it. And, um, it just felt good too. It it felt good that, you know, by seven or 8am I had accomplished more in my day than I usually would have previously in the whole day. Yeah. And one of the biggest things when Megan was talking about running the half marathon she was like, well, you know, I really wish I just had someone to run it with because it's a big thing to have to do all by myself. So she asked, um, basically everyone she could ask that would be willing to run, uh, all the people we know, including, uh, Meg's sister, my sister-in-law, you know, who could run with her. Unfortunately, we don't live by anyone that's in our family. And so it became increasingly more difficult and it kind of got to the point where, I think at this point, Megan had already signed up for the race and she really had no one to run it with. Well, in the meantime, leading up to that race, I think it was before you actually signed up. uh, I was like, I, I, I was getting it in my mind and there was just something there that was like, you know, Megan's doing this. You really, there's nothing else holding you back. And I just felt like I was like, there was something there that I needed to explore. And so I was like, one night we just came home and and I'd been thinking about it a lot. And I was like, Hey Meg, (laughs) don't pass out. Don't faint. But I think I'm going to go for a run tonight. (laughs) And of course she's like, okay, great. You know, by all means. And, um, I don't know what her thoughts were, but uh, maybe she could talk about that. I don't know. I mean, I almost keeled over, honestly. Like, I was like, oh, oh your knee, you know, your your knee. What about it? Um, but I, I'm pretty sure he almost died in that mile that night. Um, <laughs> but he made it through. And within, I don't know, several days after that, he was telling me that he was considering maybe running the half marathon with me. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. I, I, I mean, originally when I was running, I was like, you know what, I, I'm going to run a 5k, 5k is like three miles, like 3.1 miles, whatever it is. And, and I was like, I, I think I can get to that point. If I just practice long enough and hard enough, I think I can get to that point, which is really ridiculous thinking back because you're like, you, but you got to realize where I was coming from. And I think a lot of, a lot of us come from the same place. You know, you, you talk yourself in your mind, you can convince yourself of almost anything, 
you can convince yourself of really great things and you can also discourage yourself from trying anything. And I think at the point when I started to run, um, I know I've, uh, I haven't talked about it on this podcast, but I know that anyone out there that knows me knows that I might be just a tad stubborn. (laughs) No, not you. (laughs) (laughs) Megan's making a face. So when I got in my mind, I'm like, could I, could I run a half marathon? So of course I start Googling it and looking it up and basically, um, no one recommended it. And at that point, uh, I had about six weeks time to train for it. And on November 3rd, me and Meg laced up our shoes and we ran a half marathon together. Yep. We sure did. We did not walk. Did you walk? I don't think you walked. Yeah, no, neither of us walked. We ran the whole thing. Um, he kept up with me the first 10. 10 miles. And then I uh, I got a little bit ahead of him for those last three. But, man, we both we both killed it for, for where we had come in such a short time. It was pretty amazing. Um, but anyway, that experience really kind of sparked something in both of us, I think. Um, at the point that you run a half marathon, I mean, we knew we weren't going to go train for a full marathon or anything, but more so it pivoted to like, if we can run a half marathon, then, then what can, what else can we do? That's not related to our fitness. What else can we do in our life? Um, and it just really snowballed from there. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the main things. I mean, when you push yourself and you make goals, you set real goals to accomplish things, then when you accomplish those goals, you get a hunger inside that you want to do more. Like there's just, it's just there. I mean, it's like, obviously when you think about it, it's kind of crazy. I mean, thinking back on it, I mean, it was only a handful of months ago now, but it's like you sit there thinking for years that you can't do something for whatever reason. And you just talk yourself out of it. And Honestly, when you're sitting there, if you're sitting time after time, day after day, doing the same thing, not breaking the cycle, you know, sitting on the couch, then that's mentally where you're always going to be. And you're never going to feel like you need to push yourself. And I think everyone out there can relate that, you know, it's hard sometimes to step out of your comfort zone and push yourself, but really that's that's how you grow. And I think we proved it in this run. Absolutely. Um, you know, really after, after that, it was like, well, what else, what else are we going to do? And we made, um, we made goals for my blog. Um, we made goals for our family. We, I mean, man, we, we started waking up earlier and really just, I don't like, what am I missing? It's, I mean, honestly, as soon as we started, uh, once we completed the marathon, like we said, this episode's entitled The Snowball Effect, and it was a snowball effect. There's really no other way to say it. I mean, from the marathon, we decided, okay, we're going to wake up an hour earlier than we need to wake up. So from that time, I've been waking up at 4 a.m. every day. I normally wake up at 5 a.m. And then I go and wake Megan up at 5 a.m. She'd normally wake up around 5.45, 6 o'clock. And the idea was, first of all, we have kids. So it's like having some actual personal time for yourself to you know, 
do whatever you want to do with your time. I mean, we don't get that much time individually to do that. And really, the craziest thing is, once we ran the half marathon, it was like, okay, what else can we do? So I guess we need to go into what are the other things that we have decided to do. For me personally, in the wonderful season of New Year's resolutions and starting out 2019 strong, I decided that I am personally going to be reading 100 books this year. Yes, you heard it right. 100 books this year. Now, that might not seem that crazy to you if you don't know me that well, but I can promise you, and and I've really reflected on this, I don't think I've read over 100 books in my entire life. I've never liked reading. I can't stand reading. But you know what? It, it's like when you're striving for something and you accomplish it, it's like, okay, guys, how, I, seriously, how hard can it be to read a book if I push myself to run a half marathon in six weeks? Then how hard could it be to just sit down and read a book? Yep. Um, on that same note, I'm not going to be reading 100 books this year. I do love to read. I've always been a reader. Um, but my big thing for this year, um, I decided I was going to read the Bible in a year and I've read the Bible before. I don't think I've ever read it straight through. Um, so there's probably a lot of parts that I missed over the, over my lifetime. Um, but I'm really excited about it. I'm obviously not even a month in yet, but, um, it's going really well. And that was just like the thing that I wanted to accomplish for this year, um, especially in that extra hour in the morning that I now have. Um, but even even just like our other things that we were concentrating on is now like setting family goals, which I don't know how this never came up. We've been married uh, 10 years and we've never been like, hey, what do you want our marriage to look like in three years? What about in five? Where, where do you want to be and how do you want that to look? And this is the first time really over these past few months that we've ever even started having that conversation. And that was just really eye-opening that, how could we have been like planning our lives and not actually planning our family life and what our marriage and what our goals would be for just the rest of the rest of us, like personally and in our marriage. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I can't say it enough. I mean, even small goals that you set for yourself, once you accomplish that goal, then the feeling that you get from accomplishing that leads you into looking further. What else can I do? What else can I do? And by the way, I think it's important to say that the snowball effect itself can go either way. Like the decisions that we've been making for the positive, uh, just as easily you can make the wrong decisions and then you're going you know, in the completely wrong direction. Um, you know, much like the decision of sitting on the couch, what, what is that helping me do? And honestly, I was just reading a book recently. I know it's crazy reading a book, but it says that, you know, the, the earth isn't flat, it's curved. So much like that, everything in life is curved. So when you're sitting there and you're talking about you know, a non-decision, like you're not going to set a goal. You're just going to sit and do the same thing you've been doing every day for years. Well, the world doesn't work that way. So you just sitting there saying, well, I'm not going to do anything doesn't actually propel you. 
Like you're either going to go up and achieve goals or you're going to start going down because every day you get a day older, an hour older, you know, life doesn't stop because you're not going to do anything. So the importance of setting goals is just so huge. And honestly, like Megan was saying, we've set family goals. We're set goals for our marriage. We're set goals for doing, um, I guess I can give you some of those goals. I mean, our goal is to be doing um, weekly meetings where we're just planning out uh, what we're going to do for that week, like what we have going on in our life. Then we're going to be working on doing date nights. Well, we don't have anyone to watch our kids for date nights, but we're going to just do date nights at home. And eventually when our kids are old enough and we can afford going, getting a babysitter all the time, then maybe we'll uh, venture out. But for now, that's another one of the goals we've looked at. Yeah. So um, I think at this point, it's probably a good time to kind of switch gears just a little bit and talk about at least what I find. Um, Maybe you agree. I don't know. We haven't really talked so much about it, but we'll see when we start talking um, what some of the big excuses are um, for why we don't just start making these little changes in our lives. Um, I know for me personally, the biggest thing was time. Um, I struggled a lot um, previously um, with thinking that, you know, if I were to go work out, that that was me abandoning our family and me um, not being a good mom. Um, I, we had our daughter, Harlan, um, she's four, she's almost five actually. So she's been around a little bit of time. And during that whole time, I was like, if I go use my gym membership, then I'm just neglecting her. And so I canceled the gym membership and I just sat on the couch because any time away from her, I mean, I was getting home at five o'clock. I can't go to the gym at five thirty and be on until seven. And then she's asleep at eight. I just felt terrible about that. Then we had our son And, you know, it just increased tenfold. And I just, that time, that, that false belief that I didn't have the time, um, and that I would be a bad mom if I took the time was my number one excuse and the number one thing holding me back. And funnily enough, you know, once I started working out and once I started running, I actually have totally enough time for our kids. It didn't really end up affecting anything. I mean, yes, you know, for one hour on a Saturday morning early, I was I was gone and Brandon had the kids. But I mean, they weren't suffering from neglect by any means when I was doing my runs. Um, same thing for, you know, my weekday runs. I was going on short three or four mile runs in the evenings and Brandon would play games with Harlan after Maverick was asleep. I mean, Maverick didn't even know number one and number two. I mean, Harlan was having a grand old time with her dad, so... It's just, it's crazy that I spent so many years just telling myself that I couldn't do it because I didn't have that time. Yeah, essentially the biggest thing I can say is uh, you can always find an excuse not to do something, but what are you going to do, you know, one year down the road, two years down the road, five years down the road, 10 years down the road? Trust me, I've been there. You know, you sit there and you say, well, I want things to change, but I'm not willing to make any positive changes to make that happen. And honestly, it's, it's, what do they always say? It's the definition of insanity to do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. Well, if I sit on the couch every night and watch TV for hours and then complain that my life is not all of what I hoped it could be, it sounds really crazy. I mean, you can even laugh about it when you're saying it because it's hard to even say it with a straight face, but that's 
if we're honest with ourselves, I think that's what we all do. And that's me and Megan included. Uh, you know, if, and that's the, the most important thing of setting even small, tangible goals. And they need to be, by the way, I think this is important to know, but they need to be goals that you can actually say you've achieved. Like us running a half marathon, once we completed that half marathon and crossed the finish line, we completed that goal. We didn't just say we wanted to be fit. Like my goal in 2019 is to be fit. That's not a goal that you can you can establish. What is fit? What does that mean to you? You need to actually you know, give yourself a real tangible goal that can be accomplished. I know for a fact this year, if I don't read 100 books, then I didn't accomplish my goal. I didn't accomplish it at all. So the most important thing I can say is you need to set those goals. And the only other thing I would add on to that is you need to tell people about those goals. I've read a lot of things where people say, you know, don't tell your goals. Don't talk to people about them because, you know, then you're just going to feel bad about yourself if you don't accomplish it. But I don't see it that way. I see it as someone else is holding you accountable for those goals. And for me personally, I've told Megan about those goals. Now I've told all of you about these goals. But then it's something where she can encourage me along the way. It's good for our marriage too, to be like, well, how is it going with this? And then it just opens up discussion from there. All right. So I think we went off on a little bit of a tangent there, but that's okay. Um, I would say that the next excuse, um, at least for me, um, a lot of times would be money. Um, along with the along with the date night thing. We'll, we'll go there for a minute. Um, you know, we can't go on dates because we don't have the ability to pay for a babysitter every single week or whatever. Um, number one, I mean, we could, if we, you know, changed our budget around a little bit, I'm sure we could find money. But number two, you don't actually need money for date night. You can do date nights at home and then you don't need babysitting money at all. Um, similarly, like with, my blog. I mean, you know, I didn't want to start that, um, a little bit because, well, that would cost money. We'd have to host a website and we'd have to, um, I don't know what a host the website, uh, like by the theme and all those, all those things that come with having the blog and that would cost money. Um, but that shouldn't be something that holds me back from my goals and my dreams. So I would say that that was another big excuse that held us back. Um, but we've since realized that, you know, money, you just have to kind of deal with it and not let that be a big factor in keeping you down and out. Yeah, I can totally agree with that. Uh, the only, the only, I guess the third biggest excuse that you would probably hear because I've told myself this is basically I just don't know how. Like I have, I have goals, but I don't know what I need to do to you know, even move toward doing that. Honestly, I don't know what goals to set. I just don't know how to, you know, basically it's just a big question mark. Like, I I don't know. So I'm just not going to do it. And really until you step out and try something, you're not going to know anything. And I mean, the, the biggest thing I can say is until you step out uh, and actually try something new and actually risk anything at all, then you're not going to learn anything because you learn the most in your failures, not you don't learn the most and, and trying to actually experience things. 
how am I trying to say that? You learn the most in actually putting yourself out there. And if you fail, you fail, but you're going to learn way more there than just by sitting on your hands and doing nothing. Yep, definitely. Um, and we live in an age where there's always someone to reach out to that knows way more than you. So it's just, it's absolutely silly when you think about the fact that we're like, oh, I don't know how to do that. So I just won't do it. I mean, there are, I mean, you can reach out to anyone you want on Instagram these days and ask them for advice. And people on Instagram are so willing to help you even when they don't know you. Um, I mean, there are so many like mom bloggers and stuff that, you know, are more than willing to be like, this is how you blog. And podcast same thing I mean when we were like hey let's start a podcast Brandon just started like googling podcasting and figuring out like who do who knows the most and how can I how can I rack their brains I mean people just want to help I I think yeah the biggest thing is the people who have set goals like we are talking about and the people who have experienced those things the first thing you want to do is talk about it and you want to help people with it And that's where we're at. I mean, once you see how great you feel about it, I want to like go out and share it with everyone. You know, I'm going to go up and on the roof right now and shout out from the rooftops. (laughs) Yep. Um, So I guess we'll um, just wrap up in the next few minutes with just some, I guess, practical advice on how to start moving towards that small thing that's going to be your thing um, that will really change your life. I think... I mean, we touched on it earlier, but I do really believe that waking up early um, is a great way to start making one little change. Even if you're like, I'm going to wake up 15 minutes early and maybe not go so crazy with an hour. I know not everybody has an hour, but even that 15 minutes, something like a small doable change that you could actually commit to will be just one way for your mind to say, oh, hey, I, I can do that. And if I can wake up 15 minutes early every single day, then can I do 30? And and by the time you're at 30 minutes, you have so much extra time. And what are you going to do with that time? There's there's some sort of goal you could be working toward in that time. I promise you that. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other piece of the, the most practical advice I could give, and it just it goes back to that time, is what are you using your time on? Like maybe you need to make a list or just a list in your mind of what what is consuming your time. Is your time being consumed on social media, Facebook, Instagram? Mine was. Is your time being consumed with watching TV? Mine was. I mean, all you do, and I can promise you right now, we are sitting at our kitchen table and we have not turned the TV on yet tonight. And I'm going to tell you that I have read multiple chapters in my book tonight. I have planned for this podcast. I have done a numerous number of things that I could never have done had I been sitting down watching a rerun of The Office. (laughs) Yeah, and and we're so guilty of of watching Office reruns and anything on Netflix. Um, But we've tried. We've tried. We haven't totally succeeded to get a little bit less of that and a little bit less Instagramming going on. Yeah, well, I think at the end of the day, the biggest thing we're trying to communicate is the one small step can be a catalyst for a huge change in your life. We've experienced it. We continue to experience it. And and when I think back, it just blows my mind that a few months, maybe you know, five or six months ago when Megan was lacing up her shoes and she personally made the decision that she was going to run everything from that point has snowballed to the point where I'm running a half marathon. We're doing a podcast together. Meg's doing her blog. 
you know, we're, we're doing family meetings. We're trying to improve ourselves, but all of that rolled down the hill and snowballed from just the fact that she made the one decision that she was going to be more conscious about her health and that she was going to run. Well, that's all the time we have today, folks. Uh, we can't wait to see you next week and we hope you take care. Hey, thanks for tuning in another show of fools in love podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our podcast or follow us over on Facebook at Fools and Love Podcast or hit us up on Instagram. Megan's at This Average Mom and I'm at Brandon Giggling. We'd love to hear from you over there. Talk soon.